0: is the slowdown. When medical science runs its course, we desperately pursue other pathways to healing. Such was the case with my grandmother. After being released from the hospital with a terminal illness, she handed my grandfather a list of herbs to purchase at Harry's Occult and Spiritual Shop on South Street in Philadelphia. My grandfather took me along. The pharmacy, founded in 1917, started as an old-style apothecary. But Harry began shifting his business to serve Black migrant Southerners and their requests for powders and oils. It was still a thriving business when I was a kid. I marveled at the skulls throughout the shop, the bottles neatly organized in front of wooden cabinets. In a moment of desperation, my grandmother, who was a staunch Christian, embraced the old traditions of her ancestors. If you go back, every culture has its folkways. Charms, balms, and practices meant to ward off evil or bring healing. My grandmother concocted some medicinal elixir. She survived her cancer another 18 months. I cannot confidently point to her tinctures. I'm just happy we had her a little longer. But then, of course, there are the swindlers, those who seek to profit off the desperation of the ill and dying by offering fake cures. Today's poignant narrative poem highlights the extent of our vulnerability when we wish to save those we love. Placebo by Preeti Vangani What sits like grief in my throat About that time my parents were on a train back home from an appointment with the oncologist Although when the patient is metastatic The visit should really be called disappointment. It's not that they were so easily swindled, became targets, or their fear was preyed upon by a man who perhaps, judging by mummy's scarved head, sold, no, sold them an untraditional remedy. A powder made of herbs with 24-carat gold dust. Proven to work. Just mix in water Get your life back, the man whispered as the train hiccup. Now, my father is not gullible, but imagining an empty bed while mummy, already shrinking in it, must have relaxed his rationality. And I wonder if it was a rhyming image of her recovery he saw in a dream, a rhythmic shimmer of leaves or scallops of lace and her dupata waltzing in the wind. Or was it the simple electric restlessness of a sleepless man that convinced Papa to phone the crook? Trade thick bundled cash for a polythene packet of coarse crumbles, even if a jeweler later confirmed the gold was obviously fake. What sits like grief within me is not conjuring the mathematical castles Papa sketched around that drowned money paint job, new towels, mutual funds, or what my mother dreamed up for it, a fully automatic washing machine, a hanging macrame swing in the balcony. Rather, what stings is that mummy who otherwise einsteined our kitchen's hundred spices and seeds into antidotes for our ailments, then, stirring the spoon round and round, in the still glass gulped that concoction of glittering dust and desperation. And what transpired back and forth between her resigned chin and his optimistic gaze in that moment, like the saffron crackles of the fire around which they were once wedded, those momentary dots of blaze that were suspended in celebratory air, were golden speckles of hope's flyaways To get a poem delivered to you daily, go to slowdownshow.org and sign up for our newsletter. And find us on Instagram and Twitter at Slowdown Show. As a public media podcast, The Slowdown relies on donations from our community of listeners. Contribute today to help power our show for episodes to come. Visit slowdownshow.org slash donate. And thank you.